Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. First day in complete pads, your observations, your thoughts. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a good day for the offense. And the, we got about 28, 30 minutes today of practice. Um, you know, didn't ever do any, like, live tackling. There was maybe some tackling going on, but it was supposed to be just thudding up. Uh, but didn't really do, like, live tackling and stuff. And, um, you know, they did a lot of half-line stuff where they – you know, have three wide receivers on one side of the field, three defensive backs on one side of the field, and, you know, just kind of work some combo routes and stuff like that. Uh, I thought K.J. threw the ball really well today. He, I think he was just 50% completion, but only threw like seven passes in the time that we watched, and or eight passes, I guess, in the time we watched, and then one of them was dropped. Um, would have been a really nice catch. It was right there on the money. Uh, Criswell threw the ball really well also. Cade Fortin threw the ball well. You know, Sam Bakke, every time I look up, Sam Bakke seems like he's catching a 50-yard touchdown bomb, um, and nobody's talking about him. We're talking about, hmm. you know, Tyrone Broden and Isaac Tesla and Andrew Armstrong and, and Isaiah Satania, all for good reason. But for some reason, this four-star wide receiver out of the 2022 class just didn't get in a lot of talk. And I, so I asked Sam about him today, and he basically what Sam said is he'll play as much as any wide receiver they have this year. So – I mean, there's a guy that nobody is talking about for some reason but has all the physical attributes, uh, 6'3", 205, and, man, he runs well. And uh, they, what they say about him, he just has a motor that doesn't stop. So Sam Bakke's got to keep an eye on this year. I'm not saying he's going to, like, lead him in receiving or anything, but he's, you know, just a guy that for some reason didn't get in his due and could just kind of pop onto the scene to a lot of people. Um, you know, just talk to Sam Pittman a lot. You know, anytime we get Sam, you usually get a lot of good information. They have had a few ding-ups here and there on the defensive line, nothing serious, nothing that would prevent anybody from playing if they had a game this Saturday. Uh, but just a couple of guys here and there that are, you know, just got to, you know, I think Shad Stewart hurt his heel a little bit, you know. But I think everybody should be back tomorrow or the next day, so about the scrimmage. Um but, yeah, you know, you get a lot of information from Sam, you know, kind of echoed some of the things that I've been saying about the offensive line with, you know, Patrick Kudis and Devon Manuel. If you talk to Pittman, like his biggest concern, everybody's concerned about the offensive line and safety. Pittman kind of said his biggest concern was linebacker, you know, going into camp. Just do they have enough? Do they have the right guys? And, uh, you know, Brad Spence apparently has been doing really well for him, making some, um, you know, standout plays. They say the offseason workouts – that he went through was were really good for him. So he's another guy that could, you know, potentially provide some depth for them at linebacker. I think they feel pretty good overall with where they're at there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, day six, it's first day in pads. You know, they get they have to wait seven days where they can put pads on. So this was technically the, the seventh day since practice has started. So um, they'll go again tomorrow and then hold a scrimmage Saturday. All right, I've got uh, – you answered one of them a moment ago. Rose, Booker, Booker with the knee, Rose with an ankle, Stewart with the uh, bruised heel. Um, 
Now, explain again, uh, Trey, if you would, because, I, I mean, I've got several questions here that mm-hmm. I'm asking about individuals as an example. Uh, in the fastball portion, which is where we get what, if you want to label it, any any so-called kind of depth chart, uh, but you got first offense, first defense, second offense, second defense, third offense, uh, third defense. Uh, no key, no gums, no Varkis mm. gums, uh, no John Morgan. Uh, are they be, uh, dinged up or just they're just yeah. not out there for the either one of the first, second, or third team? Uh, defense. Yeah, they're just offense. not very good, Randy. They're okay, not very good. I'm just I'm wanting just, to verify that. I'm, That's, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just they're, waiting they're for good. you to say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an exper. I always think of it as a an experimental depth chart. You know, it shouldn't be like, well, this guy's out here first because he beat somebody out. It's just, you know, they mix things up. I mean, today they had. Uh, Jaheim Singletary and Jalen Braxton uh, working at corners. I think they were going to run Ladarius out there, but he has a toe infection, and so they held him out of that. Uh, but, you know, those were the corners. Snacks Johnson, by the way, at nickel today, kind of as I predicted would happen uh, after the break, that they would start working him over there. Uh, you know, they, so they're, they're – and Al Walcott was with the first team. Say, it, to me, when you talk about fastball, like – the things that don't seem to change are the quarterbacks and the offensive line. That that has been pretty consistent, you know, each day. The wide receivers, tight ends. Well, running Rocket's always out there first. He's always been out there first. But he won't. You know, there'll be a day where they come out with one of the other backs with the first group. Um, that doesn't mean that Rocket Sanders has been beaten out. They just, you know, they're just mixing it up here and there. Uh, they had different groups of offensive linemen. You know, even with the third team. This is the first time I saw Quincy Rhodes and Ian Ford out there, you know, in fastball period. So uh, they're just, you know, giving everybody a look. Sometimes it's just like, hey, how do they look with, you know, if this guy were missing, how would they look? You know, so there, it's just calling it a depth chart is probably extreme for what that is. It's an order of appearance or an experimental depth chart would probably be a more appropriate title. Okay. All right. Um is there starting to be clarity? Because it looks like one day uh, Singleton has the great day. The next day it seems to be Fortin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there will be days they both look good, obviously. But uh, is there a leader, in your opinion, for the third-team quarterback's position? Third team, I kind of feel like, you know, they're not going to burn – Malachi Singleton's red shirt, but the third-team quarterback isn't going to play that much anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Singleton is the guy of the future. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to use reps on you know Kate Fortin to prepare him for next year when he's not going to be here next year. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you know losing out by default because you don't have any eligibility left. But Singleton brings, to me, a lot to the table. Now, he, he's not as polished up as Fortin is by any stretch. And he can throw it. He's got a good arm. But, you know, he left one hanging out on an out pattern today that should have been intercepted. Just, um, you know, didn't throw it far enough out in front of the wide receiver. D-back was able to close on it. Should have been picked, but it was just batted down. Uh, but he also is extremely fast. He's got a lot of potential. But... You know, he's just a freshman, so he's got to continue to get polished up. There's no doubt in my mind, and, you know, Pittman verified that today, 
uh, that Jacoby Criswell is the number two quarterback, and not only a number two quarterback, but probably quarterback of the future. And how many? He's got this year and next year. Does he have more than that? He's got three. He's got a COVID year because he was a 2020 recruit, so he's got three left. Yeah. You know, Navy Mike thinks there's no quarterbacks on the horizon, and once KJ's gone, nobody can win. But I I think, you know, Criswell probably can. And what do you think of Singleton as a future quarterback? Yeah, I think he's got a possible. I think he's got a chance. I mean, he throws the ball well. He's, you know, you talked to the wide receivers yesterday, and not the wide receivers. It was uh, uh, who was it yesterday? Defensive backs. I'm thinking maybe it was it was the day before because it was Satania. Yeah, the day before was receivers, yeah. Yeah, Satania, uh, but and Andrew Armstrong, and they were kind of saying that Singleton could be a guy that reaches 22 miles an hour before his career is over. Wow. Which, yeah, to have a quarterback hitting wow. that kind of speed. Yeah. Oh, he's fast. So is Chriswell. I mean, they've got they got three very fast quarterbacks up there in KJ Chriswell and Singleton. Uh the other note, uh, Trey, and I don't know again if this is again strictly because of the uh sweeper, not fastball, but sweeper uh portion. A lot of freshmen are all of a sudden showing up, it seems like, as an example, Luke Haas, or Luke Haas. <laughs> there we there you go. Luke Haas. Uh, he jumped in at the number one offense yes. today. And then you've got a young man like uh, Jalen Braxton, who ran today with the uh, first-team defense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Luke Brown, freshman, third-team offense. In the line, left guard, Paris Patterson, freshman. Uh, Aaron Smith, right tackle, freshman. Uh, then you go third-team defense, Quincy Rhodes, freshman. Brad Spence, the linebacker you talked about a few moments ago, freshman. Aiden McGowan, freshman. Jabrace Shaw, freshman. T.J. Metcalf, freshman. I've heard you in times past saying, that scares you to death to see that many freshmen in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that we're counting on those guys to play this year, though. You know, it's give those guys some work. This is the time to, to do it because once once August 21st gets here, a lot of those guys you just mentioned are going over to scout team, you know, and they're not going to get as much coaching on what Arkansas does. They're going to get a lot of coaching on, you know, what Western Carolina does. Mm-hmm. You know, what BYU does, they're going to get a lot of coaching on that. But it's, you know, so this is a good time, you know, to make sure you get to those guys some work because it's it's going to change for them as soon as, as, soon as things get going. So, but uh, there are some promising guys in that group. You know, I could see T.J. Metcalf potentially getting to a point where maybe he helps them this year, you know, depending on how things shake out at safety. He's, he's got some talent, got some good size. You know, Quincy Rhodes is 6'6", 289. Three years ago, Quincy Rose would be relied on. Ian Giffard would be – they may rely on Ian Giffard some too. I mean, the guy's 394 pounds. He just looks like – how do you move him? You know, I mean – That's a house. He's He is a big – like, he walked past me the other day, and I was just like – you know, I saw, I've seen him close up, but, like, I'm talking walk past me like where, you know, he would have bumped into me a little bit. Like <laughs> – just massive, massive human being. Walked massive over you. human being. 
So, um, you know, there's some guys on this team who are freshmen who, you know, Brad Spence is a guy that they've been talking about a lot. But that doesn't necessarily just because Pittman's talking to Brad Spence means that he's, you know, thinking he's going to come in and play a whole lot for him. I think it's more like, you know, this is a guy that, you know, could develop into a pretty good player maybe next year. Uh, I left out, uh, you mentioned uh, Ian Gafford. Um, Ian Gafford. Yeah, and Jalen Braxton I think will play for him this year. I think he'll play as a true freshman for him. Uh, I think that, like, if I say, like, these are the guys who are true freshmen that are going to play for him, Jalen Braxton, Luke's ha- Luke has, and I might – I might call it at that. I mean, heck, there's not guys, there's not a lot of 2022 guys that are playing a whole lot for him. I mean, it's Isaiah Satania, it's Patrick Kudis. Who else? Who else from last year's class is like Rashad DeBinion? Yeah. It's not a lot of guys, you know, and Quincy McAdoo would be, but he's out, obviously. So just, it's a different landscape where you're just able to, to add veteran players and, you know. It's the way it is now. All right, Trey, you, you have always said a running back is going to bite as a yep. freshman or he's not going to bite at all. Isaiah Auguste, what's happening with him? Yeah, he's uh, – we got to see, Randy. I mean, I can tell you if he's going to help him, if I can watch him, you know, if I can watch him live tackle or at least thud up. If I can watch that, I could tell you if he can if he's going to help him. But so far I haven't seen that. I haven't seen him do that, so – I've I've always felt like I'm a pretty good evaluator of a running back. I can tell pretty quickly. It's not a hard position, in my opinion, to evaluate. I'm not very good at evaluating safeties. I've I don't know why, but I just <laughs> that's my Achilles heel. Uh, but running backs, I can tell pretty quick if a guy's going to be able to help him or not. I just need to see him. I just need to see him hit live, and haven't had that opportunity yet. But you know, he's a, he's a good sized kid. He's probably a little, you know, maybe a, a slightly more narrow frame than uh, than Rocket Sanders, um, but doesn't remind me, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, not remind me, I should say, of, of Rocket a little bit when he was a freshman. You know, uh, Rocket was a little bit bigger, obviously, as I mentioned, a little bit bigger frame, but um, Augustov's pretty pretty good size running back. All right, Trey. This from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback Savage says, "Ask Trey." Does he think that it's a good idea to tell the rest of the SEC how fast our guys are by the strength coach when they run 22 miles per hour? Well, everybody's got fast people, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, my opinion is that, you know, we got one team in this state that most people pull for. There's no pro team. Um, you kind of got to just – Give us a little extra. All right. This is a little bit extra, if you would. Uh, talk about Carson Dean. Now, I got, uh, I'm got. i looking at his picture that's in the media guide. The first thing that jumped out to me, his neck. I mean, his <laughs> neck is what you would think as a junior maybe or mm-hmm. maybe at least a sophomore, but this is a true freshman. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen him, like, flash. Like, you know, we saw there was a couple moments in the spring where he was like, hey, Carson Dean, you know, showing up. I've not seen that really in camp so far. Really the guy it feels like out of the freshman that they're, you know, 
I don't know if I'd say highest, but the guy that seems to be getting a lot of praise right now is Brad Spence. He seems to be the one that, you know, they they really seem to like uh, out of the freshman class who you could see playing right now. But in the spring, you know, Dean was a guy that was drawing a good, did a, a good bit of praise as a freshman and, and really kind of a surprise. I mean, he was, you know, kind of a mid-tier recruit, so – From uh, <laughs> from our Asher Record Service Company live and feedback, Jason says, Trey, here we go again, you and the rest of the media, acting like this team is going to finish high in the West, setting up the fans for failure, but not me. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't know how to pay attention. You're the guy that, like, you're the guy that just starts answering the questions before you read the instructions. I mean, I'm on here saying like eight wins. I mean, like going four and four here, but all you can hear is what you want to hear because it's a rain cloud every single day when you walk outside. <laughs> okay, it's not raining here at the moment. Some uh, people it rains on them every single day, Randy. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, what is the knock, if you will? against Emmanuel Crawford, when you read his bio, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, it says he's 5'10", 175, talking about somebody can bite. Looks like this kid rushed for 2,304 yards, 36 touchdowns on 230 carries, 10 yards per attempt, 235 yards rushing per game. Yeah, yeah. Um... First of all, Randy, I, I, that, that just bugs me, that, that uh, feedback, because... Oh, I thought like, you meant you, what I read about Emmanuel. No, 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 no. I'll get to him. But it just, <laughs> it bugs me because, like, like what am I supposed to do? Just get on here and just like, oh, they're, they, you know, they suck. They're average, you know, all this. Like, I preface everything by saying, you know, I'm thinking like eight and four, you know, or relative to what they've been in the past. But people like that, they just hear one thing. Trey, Emmanuel Crawford's go. problem is he's 160.